0: So we put together a fund that enables investors to buy distressed first and second lien mortgages.
1: but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a a group, that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Uh, The the founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, So if you have a chance, go check that out too, familiarize yourself with Matt and um, what he's all about. When you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt, and uh, you can actually—this is crazy—you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundthatflip.com forward slash Ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Okay, here's a no-brainer. Since you're a real estate entrepreneur, you know that selecting a health insurance plan is a real pain and dealing with the whole process is a pain. That's why I've partnered up with Stride Health and they make the whole process really easy and they have a personal concierge service for you to help you out. They've got a fancy algorithm that helps find the right health plan just for you and on average, they can save you 400 bucks a year, and it only takes 10 minutes. Go to stridehealth.com forward slash best ever. That's S T R I D E H E A L T H.com forward slash best ever. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and we've got a wonderful uh, Best Ever guest for you today. If you're just joining the show, then shame on you, first of all. But secondly, let me give you a little bit of info on it. We cut out all the fluff and we get straight to real estate investing advice that moves your business forward We've talked to Barbara Corcoran for Shark Tank, Robert Kisaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and many other best ever guests. With us today, we've got Matthew, or as he likes to be called, Matt Sullivan. How are you doing, Matt?
0: Very well. How are you, Joe?
1: Doing well, my friend, and thank you for joining us. Matt's the founder and president of CrowdVenture, which is a crowdfunding platform. They're focused on both debt and equity. Uh, crowdfunding. Um, And if you you need a little bit more on that, basically debt is where they do the loan and um, equity would be where you have ownership in the deal with upside potential basics. Matt is based in Newport Beach, California and non-real estate related, but certainly as he calls it, James Bond interesting. He used to be the director and trustee of the London Air Ambulance. So he has a helicopter pilot's license and he used to fly the helicopter into work. And uh, that I don't know all the specifics of the significance of London Air Ambulance, but it sounds really important and official. And just being be able to fly a helicopter into work is pretty darn cool. So uh, with that being said, Matt, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your business background and real estate background and what you're focused on right now?
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much. Those yeah, very fun days. The, the trick really is trying to land the helicopter on the helipad which is this very small area at the top of the Royal London Hospital. So I think that was the point where I decided that the sensible thing would be to hand over to the pilot who really knew what he was doing. <laughs> and so that avoids a lot of paperwork. <laughs> but I think that sort of theme of handing over to people that actually know what they're doing is, is uh, you know uh, quite an important lesson. So uh, I've been a, an entrepreneur all my life. Uh, I moved Uh, Over to California in November last year. I'm originally from London in England and um, I came over here really because there There's a huge opportunity to build or to get involved in the whole crowdfunding space Uh, It's something that was uh, Bubbling away in my mind for a couple of years or so there wasn't a great deal of traction in the UK It was still a concept that was you know pretty foreign Um, but over here particularly in the West Coast there's been a significant amount of interest and some real traction boarding, particularly in the real estate sector. So my background is finance, technology, telecommunications, and really it was a case of leveraging all of those uh, skills and all of that background um, to build a company over here that enabled me to really capitalize on the growth of the crowdfunding sector. You know, and real estate really was the place. Um, where crowdfunding outside of Kickstarter and Indiegogo was really making waves.
1: So, with
0: CrowdVenture,
1: how do you differentiate yourself from other crowdfunding platforms? Because there's a whole
0: lot of them out there. You're right. Very good question. Now, crowdfunding, one of the uh, sort of uh, names that it has or one of the descriptors is FinTech. So, it's the place where Wall Street meets Silicon Valley. But The important thing, particularly with these types of platforms, and especially from an investor's perspective, is you have to look at the experience and track record of the team that are actually actively involved in putting together the real estate deals. So one of the things that became quite apparent, particularly looking from the outside in, is it's very difficult to replace real estate deals with a computer algorithm. So trying to automate a lot of the processes in real estate deals is possible. But when it comes down to the real crux of what is the quality of the deals, how are they underwritten, how do we know that these deals are actually going to provide returns for our investors, that's when you really need to find a very experienced team um, who, who are able to put those deals together. So the way that we differentiate ourselves from the other platforms, first and foremost, is to say, look at the team behind the platform. If it's a very technology-orientated team and they don't have a great deal of experience in real estate, maybe you should look again. The second way that we differentiate uh, our platform is any deal that we put up on the platform that is a debt deal in particular, we've already pre-funded that deal ourselves. So that means that we've only invested in deals where we're prepared to put our money or our own investors money into that particular deal and it means that the deals that we take on are only deals that we're prepared to take over ourselves if the circumstances change uh, and that again is a very interesting question that investors need to ask is what happens if things go wrong with the investments that are on the, the crowdfunding platform that they work with what capability does the team have to cure the problem or do they simply outsource that to third parties? So all of those uh, sort of issues and all of those mechanisms we have in house. So we've picked the deals that we think are the best deals, we pre-fund them, we put our own money into them, and if things go wrong, we have an entire project management team that can spot the things that go wrong before they become a problem, and then cure them to make sure that our investors don't miss out.
1: And with your platform, you are focused on single family homes or one to four or or multi or
0: what's your focus? Well, I think the whole benefit about crowdfunding is to open up investment asset classes to a range of investors that otherwise wouldn't normally have been able to invest in. them. So right now we are focused on debt deals for single family residences, primarily in the coastal California areas. But going forwards, and if you look at the depth of the team that we have behind CrowdVenture, they have a lot of experience in single family, multifamily, commercial properties. So as time goes by, what we want to be able to do is offer a range of investments in a range of asset classes across different geographies so that we can really open up the, the, the range of investments that are available to our investing public, as it were.
1: How long has CrowdVenture been around?
0: Well, we started the build in January this year. So CrowdVenture.com itself has been sort of was conceptualized about two and a half years ago, but the actual work began in January this year. So we uh, signed a joint venture partnership with Equipoise Capital Partners, uh, and that was signed in um, June this year. And that's the company that provides all of the, the real estate um, knowledge and experience. So we're relatively new. So we launched in beta format about six, seven weeks ago. And this week we'll be launching our first range of debt deals where investors can actually get involved. So there's an enormous amount of work that's gone on behind the scenes, you know, making sure that um, if you could imagine a swan swimming on a lake where everything is serene and calm on top, but underneath, there's there's a lot of work going on, and I think that's really what we want to put across to our um, to, to people that uh, go to the crowdfunding side or go to crowd venture, is that it's a polished product. There's a range of investments that are now available because of the amount of work that's been done behind the scenes.
1: Got it. So you're launching, you've launched publicly, as uh, as I know, because you're on I'm on your website. But as far as an actual deal, your first deal will be offered up. For the crowd to invest in in at what time
0: it 'll be this week it'll be early, uh, towards the end of this week, we already have a, a distressed uh, mortgage fund one of the, one of the first products that we put together, which is live on the platform right now is a distressed uh, note fund so um, we thought that was it 's a very interesting business. The whole mortgage note business is um, is fascinating, uh, particularly coming from a non-U.S. background. Um, the real estate market in, in Europe is very different in the way it's structured, particularly in terms of how notes are traded. And um, so we put together a fund that uh, enables investors to buy distressed first and second lien mortgages, um, or effectively first and second trust notes. But the interesting point there is that many of the people that find themselves in the position where their mortgage has been or their second charge mortgage has been um, traded find themselves in a position where they face foreclosure because they can't meet the payments so what our fund is designed to do is um, provide returns for investors but also we're able to negotiate settlements and modifications with homeowners so in most cases we try and avoid foreclosures and we try and avoid evictions so that fund has two purposes, really. The first one is to try and help rebuild communities and try and avoid people from being you know, foreclosed on, uh, whilst at the same time providing you know, decent returns to investors. So we already have a, a fund that is live um, on the platform right now. But as far as the debt deals and the single projects are concerned, they're coming online later this week.
1: That's interesting. So you've got a fund where you can buy distressed first and second lien mortgages. And then separately, you'll have the first debt deals coming out. Uh, They they will have been out for about a week or two once the listeners hear, hear this episode. How do you structure your platform when, well, let me ask it this way. Where is the focus, and where where will you be what will you be highlighting? Will it be more of these distressed first and second liens deals, or will it be uh, single family flips? What are you going to focus on?
0: Well, I think for the moment, I mean, you've got to look really at where we believe the real estate economy is, which is a whole different discussion. But fix and flips are particularly if you pick the areas. So if you look at the coastal California areas, Where we're focused on over the next 12 months we believe that the market for high level or high quality rehabs or fix and flip projects is still going to be firm so over the next 12 to 18 months we're confident that we can put up the types of deals that we're currently running at the moment so the focus will be on debt products which are very uh, simple to understand there's very limited risk for an investor it's secured by uh, properties where there's a fairly um, wide margin uh, between the, what we pay for the property and what the property uh, is going to be worth at the point of completion. So, and the coupon or the interest rates are, are going to be above market and, and are going to be very attractive. So in the short term, our focus is going to be on debt deals. Simple to understand, simple to deliver, uh, and where investors get their capital back within 12 to 18 months. Um, And then really, depending on where the economy goes and where we feel real estate generally is going, we've got a number of uh, opportunities which are, I wouldn't say counter-cyclical, but really reflect, if we feel the real estate market is going in a certain direction, we can move more towards triple net leasing deals. We can move more towards uh, distressed mortgage funds, for example. Because if we feel there are going to be more opportunities in buying distressed first and second lien mortgages, we have the structure there. So really, we want to work on a sort of quarter by quarter basis to make sure that whatever d- deals we have on the platform address the sort of the macro view of what we believe the real estate economy is going to be doing at the point that the investors want to get their money back.
1: You came up with the idea, uh, what'd you say, two and a half years ago, right?
0: Originally, the crowdfunding itself was an idea um, that it wasn't, Unfortunately, I wish it was, but it, right, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, I know that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: But you came up with this idea of of having your own crowdfunding platform about two and a half years ago. Where is yes. that? Where is that? When you wanted to do it, right?
0: Absolutely right. Yes.
1: Okay, so you launched a website in January. I'm on your website. You got like 16 people on your team. You haven't had a deal yet, but you have a way of buying distressed notes. How have you chosen? How did you approach um, building out your team? And it seems like you've got a very large team at this point with no debt deals um, and one fund. So am I off in that that observation? Help me reconcile that.
0: No, you're absolutely right. So it's all about collaboration. So the way that we've built this company is not to try and become an expert in-house. So we appreciate that there are um, some very talented, experienced people in the real estate sector. So rather than trying to bring them into the company and build a company where we have every aspect of real estate covered in-house we partner we collaborate we joint venture so the people that you see on our site are people that are within the equipoise capital group that are our joint venture partners so back in june this year we signed a joint venture agreement whereby we would provide the platform infrastructure. Uh, the uh, the legal structures, the technology, the marketing, and the ability to reach out into the the crowd universe, as it were. But the critical point, uh, the critical part that we wanted to work with Equipoise on, was to leverage their capabilities, their team, their track record, and their experience and, and uh, ability to execute on real estate transactions. So the people that you see on the site really is a combination of our team and our joint ventures team, um, which enables us to to deliver on the promises that we made to our investors.
1: Got it. Okay. And then has Crowd Venture the company, raised money? I think you just alluded to it. You've got investors, but you might've been talking about investors and the debt and equity stuff, but I'm talking about the actual company. Have you raised money for the company?
0: No, at the moment it's been funded um, internally, so that means that it's uh, uh, it's been bootstrapped by the founders. So there's uh, uh, the founders of CrowdVenture are uh, myself, my partner Mark Reed, who's based in the UK, and um, also the, the the partners of Equipoise play a, a critical role in that as well. So we haven't raised uh, money yet from third parties, from VCs or other. Uh, in investing entities um, really what we wanted to do is build the concept out to the point where we had a proper company where we were actually doing things um, and I think once we're beginning to get traction and once we've got deals coming through the platform which it's you know is happening now then we're in a position to say who do we actually want to partner with you know who how do we want to grow this business um, because bringing third-party capital into a company is a very important decision and it's very it's critical to decide who you actually want to work with um, because, you know, n- not, not all money is the same, unfortunately.
1: Matt, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: Look to the team behind the deal that you're being offered. So I think to quote the overused phrases, you know, all that glitters isn't gold. Real estate deals are complicated transactions, even on the, on the best of days. So work on the basis that look for the downside. So this is a very long answer to your question, Joe, sorry. <laughs> but it is nothing is simple in real estate. I can tell you that from, from my experience and also from the experience of all the people we have on our team. So if a deal looks too good to be true, it is. And you should rely as an investor. Look, first of all, at the team behind the deals that you're being offered. What is their track record? What is their experience? And ask them what is going to go or what could go wrong. And how would they fix it if it went wrong? I went to a great conference the other day, which was um, one of the questions or one of the speakers came up with three critical points to take on board if you're investing in real estate. And from a lender's perspective, the first question was, if I lend you this money, what are you going to spend it on? The next question was, how are you going to pay me back? And the third question is, when number 2 doesn't work how are you going to pay me back right it's all about risk experience and you know how if things don't always pan out as you expect what's plan b i like it
1: i like it i want to go quickly back to you starting the company and how you've structured it and the challenges so what would you say has been a surprising challenge that you've come across when starting crowd venture
0: um, really, I think it's the complexity of the legislative infrastructure in the US, um, really navigating state by state legislation, federal legislation, SEC, FINRA rules. Um, it's a very different animal to what we have in the UK. The UK is much more homogenized. In other words, one set of rules applies to everybody. So the most challenging thing really is just to understand how the rules need to be applied, how to build the legal framework, and how to launch an offering nationwide um, where we really comply with all the relevant uh, sort of regulatory uh, steps on, an, you know, on a state-by-state basis. So it is, it is quite an undertaking really to, to, to have that sort of overall view of how to launch a platform because if your message is that you're democratizing investments – that you're making real estate investing available to people across the U.S. Just making sure that we understand how we can do that and in a compliant way is uh, was a lot more challenging than uh, than I thought it would be.
1: How do you learn that information? Because I had a lot of crowdfunding platform founders on the show, and I've had a couple series on crowdfunding, and it is very complex. So how do you navigate that? And what are some some takeaways as far as what you've learned from that process.
0: My view really is not to be a a pathfinder when it comes to regulatory issues. So in other words, the way the the approach that we take is although we understand that there are regulatory changes, if you take regulation A plus for example, that's a new change, that's a new development. However, a lot of it is untried, a lot of it is untested. So what we wanted to do is work with legal frameworks that we knew had already been tested or had been around for enough time where there was the beginnings of a track record or some type of foundation. So the thing that we wanted to avoid, and we have avoided, is really being on the cutting edge or the bleeding edge of regulatory change. Uh, and I think that's something that you know, we would really rather step back and let others do that and then learn from their experiences.
1: You mentioned, did you say A plus?
0: Yes, I mean Regulation A plus, which is the sort of the precursor or the the, the half cousin of Title Three of the Jobs Act, and that was uh, I think that came out a couple of months ago. Regulation A plus really has been um, was the the poster child uh, recently of, of of the Jobs Act, but I think the more you look into Regulation A plus, the more you realise that it's not necessarily fit for purpose when it comes to delivering the types of investments that we have on our platform. So even though Regulation A Plus allows you to, to deal with non-accredited investors and a potentially a much wider pool of investors, the costs, the challenges, and the regulatory requirements that come hand in hand with that means that it's not fit for purpose for what we want to do. So it's really just looking through those types of structures and making sure that, um, that we don't end up in a, a cul-de-sac or a blind alley.
1: You ready for the best ever lightning round?
0: Oh my God, yes, go for it.
1: If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. <laughs> All right, first, a quick word from our best ever partners Matthew, what's the best ever book you've read?
0: It is Jonathan Livingston Seagull. This is a very difficult question, but Jonathan Livingston Seagull, A, because it's a very short book, and B, because it's actually quite interesting, and it talks about this bird, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, and how he becomes aware of the fact that he's a seagull, and um, and as a pilot, you know, you can really, so almost, you're almost flying with him, so it's a a great book. Um, It's short, so you don't end up having to you know, feel like you're taking on war and peace. So it's it's something that, you know, it's a book that I love.
1: Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it?
0: Going back to the London Air Ambulance. Um, and again, I, I, had the, the, I was very fortunate to sit in as an observer and see life at its rawest. You know, when, you know, we, we dealt with a lot of trauma cases where we would rescue people from road accidents. We'd get them into the hospital, we'd operate them on them within an hour, which is the the sort of the golden hour. So, you know, just being part of that as an observer, being completely helpless, being completely unable to do anything other than just watch and just seeing the magic of the doctors and the nurses and the pilots and the paramedics and the hospital system take someone from being dead effectively to being alive. So that was, you know, pretty, pretty humbling, even, even to this day
1: what's the best ever project you're most excited about right now
0: it's got to be crowdfunding right? it's got to be crowd venture and just the way that the whole market is is becoming you know it's being dissected and reassembled and we, you know we can use words like disruption but, but it's just how this this industry that's been around for you know decades even longer than that hundreds of years um, is being rebuilt in a completely different way and how you know, I find myself at the beginning of that. And it's an incredibly exciting place to be.
1: What's the biggest mistake you've made in business
0: or real estate? It's in business. And it's trying to do everything myself. So <laughs> there's a an expression I picked up, which is, if you want to get somewhere fast, travel alone. If you want to go further, go with someone. So this whole idea of, I think, The entrepreneur's DNA is to say, well, you know, I'm better than everyone. I can do it all myself. But you end up realizing, actually, you can do a lot of things very badly. (laughs) So the best thing to do is find some people you can work with that are experts and leverage their capabilities, collaborate with people, build a team, work with people that are better than you. And then you've got a much better chance of actually making things happen.
1: And what's the best ever place for the best ever listeners to reach you?
0: It's at crowdventure.com. Um, all of my contact details, phone numbers, pictures, which uh, are not up to date, sadly, but that's because they're better. <laughs> <laughs> they're all on the site. So we, we'd love to see you there.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for being on the show, sharing your best ever advice with best ever listeners, and talking about how you formed the company, CrowdVenture, the different, uh, well, the, the way you structure it too, and the way you approach business as an entrepreneur where you, uh, I mean, it's really, uh, that quote is, is indicative of how you approach it. If you want to go, if you want to get somewhere fast, travel alone. If you want to go further, tr- go with somebody similar to your approach with this company. I mean, you exactly. are partnering with a team that brings the, according to you, I, I don't know anything about the team, but according to you, it bring they bring the capability and the skill sets that aren't your strength, when you bring the other strengths in together, you, know, you match up nicely and complement each other. And you know, as, as entrepreneurs, you're right, it can be a tough pill to swallow initially whenever you realize that you shouldn't be doing every aspect of the business, but instead you should be focusing on one or two particular aspects and really doing those well because that's what you enjoy and that's what you're good at. And then also talking about We got into some of the details of the uh, regulation A+, which you referred to, which, as you said, is the poster child of the JOBS Act, where it allows you to uh, deal with non-accredited investors. But right now, the costs and the challenges just don't, and the unprecedented nature of it, just don't weigh out for those risks, don't weigh out for the reward for being on the, you know, blazing the trail there, but rather kind of falling in line with what frameworks have already been tested and then uh, approaching it that way. So really, I think, you know, with this conversation, it's a look at how to structure a company from the ground up and get going, I would say, faster and potentially further, because whenever you partner with people, you you do get going faster. You don't have 100% ownership, so you don't get 100% of the profits, but you are able to perhaps create something that you wouldn't be able to create on your own. So really interesting to talk to a founder of of a company like yours and thank you so much for being on the show and I hope you have a best ever week
0: Marvelous Jay. thank you very much